There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Before we get into the instant reaction postgame podcast, I wanted to let you know that support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has actually redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag. Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past. Do not use the same trimmer on your face as you do elsewhere. That's nasty. Yeah, Manscaped also has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer that you can put on smelly parts of your body. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Post-game podcast where we break down the game this afternoon between Texas Tech and TCU. Texas Tech falls at home 33-31. Joined as always, by Michael. Hello, everybody. It's it's good to be back. Thanks again to Keith for filling in for me last week under the weather. Um, a little bit under the weather emotionally today after this loss. Tech uh, did about everything they could to lose the game. Somehow ended up back in it and then lost it anyway. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. And I, I think you were kind of considering kind of going through defense, offense, special teams, just kind of hitting the big three and then jumping to y'all's questions. Cause yes, help me remember to, to, to get to the questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to the to questions this week. Um, let's start. I can't, I can't decide. Cause I, okay, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. You put up 31 points. Um, you, you put up 16 points in the second quarter, 12 in the third, three in the fourth, zero in the first that zero points in the first quarter, I think what really hurt you and set you behind the eight ball today, you were able to to come storming back at one point. You were down by 21 points, made one of the biggest comebacks you've, you've had uh, the past few years. Had the game within reach, you and TCU were trading leads there. Um, you just couldn't get it done. Yeah, TCU scored six points in the second, in the second half. Right. Um, All in the fourth quarter. They were scoreless in the third. And I, I don't know if you want to talk about special teams on the, the missed extra point, which I think is where things kind of got wonky today. Uh, Trey Wolf misses an extra point in the second quarter. Then your first touchdown in the third quarter, you go for two. You don't get it. Second touchdown in the third quarter, you go for two. You don't get it. Had you connected on that extra point and then 
not gone for two in the third quarter. You're up 34-33, assuming TCU doesn't score anymore. Sure, yeah. You, you very possibly could have won the game. I, I want to I, – I don't know. It, it's weird because Trey Wolf, it's not like he misses um, kicks or extra points. Uh, it's not a, a normal thing for him, so I don't want to like say, you know, this is – it's just out of the ordinary for him to miss that. Yeah, he's been exceptional this year. A, a, a true freshman coming in and kicking, he's really done a great job this year. So that was, I, I like how, we're, we're probably not going to divide this. We're going to talk about all of it at once, it seems like, because we're just flowing it's, into special teams. You can't talk about one without the other. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think that affected Wells' decision. For some reason, I think he was gun shy to put Wolf back out there in the third quarter when, when Tech scored that first touchdown. And also he, he mentioned in the press conference that that was probably one of the earliest times he had ever gone for two. He still didn't quite have confidence in the defense. He flat out said that, that the defense was unable to stop uh, TCU at, at that time that he felt. And, of course, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. The defense did an excellent job in the third quarter and fourth quarter limiting TCU. Um, you know, they, they still – were terrible on third down, for lack of a better word. Uh, but the tech they, the defense, tech defense was, yes. was, yes. But they did limit TCU's scoring. Uh, they they limited them to only those two field goals, as you mentioned before. But some of the special teams' calls, I think they kind of started after that missed PAT, kind of made them maybe panic just a little bit and that necessarily shouldn't yep. have. So, you know, I'm with you. I don't want to get too too down on on wolf because he's really been excellent uh for a freshman kicker for sure Mm -hmm. uh what well said is in the post game press conference he was asked about it well said that's a little early that's one of the earlier times i've I've started going for two but at that point we weren't stopping them on defense i thought it was really going to get into a score fest um like i I hate to poke holes in that but um but i'm going to (laughs) yeah yeah um TCU scored their last touchdown of the game four minutes into the second quarter. They hadn't scored. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at the drive chart real quick. Um, yeah, so TCU scores on a 55-yard pass from uh, to Jalen Reger with 11 minutes, 42 seconds left in the second quarter. Texas Tech scores a touchdown when Jet Duffy throws it up to... Uh, Dalton Rigdon, Rigdon Turner or Turner uh, Rigdon Turner overdrive Turner actually said in the postgame press conference that it was probably more Turner getting into the way of Dalton Rigdon uh, than Duffy throwing it to, to Turner um, and then they're almost you know a minute 55 before halftime when Duffy hits RJ Turner for that 70 yard touchdown pass that's when um, Trey Wolf missed the extra point um it had been, you know, 10 minutes of game time that TCU had scored um, and presumably a couple of drives in between, you know, that when Rigdon scored um, and then when Turner scored, that Tech Stack was able to stop them. So, yeah, I mean, until until that part, until they, um, you know, the first 20 minutes of the game, you really couldn't, you didn't have any answers on defense for TCU. Um, I think you, I think your defense was seven of 
eight on third down at one point. It was it was not good. It was it was really atrocious. And something a, another aspect of the game that is because of that factor, the fact that uh, TCU finished fifteen for twenty four on third downs for the day, which actually is better than it was. Uh, they until were much better in the second half. Yeah, I mean they, the the defense shored up quite a bit, but TCU was able to burn so much clock. They had uh, forty three plus minutes on the time of possession. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, "What's your secret?" Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And... Which means you had 16 minutes. Sure. And so Tech was only able to get so much done. They still scored, you know, 31 points in 16 minutes of having the ball. But TCU did a great job just chewing up clock. Uh, even when they were down, they never panicked. It seemed like they just kind of – they had, I think, five or six drives over five minutes. Mm-hmm. And and really just you, – you, you kind of felt hopeless once they got the ball because you knew it was going to be – I don't know, like 20 minutes of real time before you yeah. got it back. <clears throat> when, when you did have the ball, though, um, Jet Duffy again did. He, he, I think it was a little little rough to start the game. Finish of the day, 19 of 33 through the year for 333 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. The interception, well said, it was maybe a, a, you know, a, a moment late, um, but the ball did get tipped up into the air. Yeah, it was a tip. It wasn't like he threw it to the defense. Um, and then Duffy also ran the ball nine times for 42 yards. He was the most successful on the ground. Um, your running backs combined for only nine carries for 27 yards. Um, you finished the 18 carries for 69 yards, just under four yards a carry. Um, it's not terrible. Yeah. You, you, you wish, you know, at four yards a carry, you probably could have run the ball a little bit more, but for the majority of the day, you were coming back from a multi-score deficit. Um, and then there towards the end, like, you know, you were very, I wouldn't say desperate, but you needed to keep the ball, you need to keep the offense moving and on the field. And there late, um, with injuries and all that kind of stuff, you weren't able to reliably keep the ball in the hands of your running backs, you had to turn to, to Jet Duffy. Yeah, with with Shine out and Thompson's kind of banged up, and it, you know Henry's. I mean, he he was great, but yeah, Thompson only had six carries. Henry had three, and it was like you said, part of it was just you're down seventeen zero early, you're down twenty one three early. It's not really a great time to necessarily get the running game going, but I, I think they were just kind of being careful with their guys too. Yeah, receivers 
Um, nobody had more than four catches. It's not a terrible thing. Um, but Eric Ezukanma had four catches for 91 yards. Dalton Rigdon, four catches, 75 yards. Both of them had a touchdown apiece. R.J. Turner, three catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Clayton Mannix, three catches. Sir Roger Thompson, three catches. Dante Thompson, one. Tejon Henry, one. Um, Unfortunate about Mannix with the fumble. I think you and I have talked about this off off air, if you want to call it that. But that's not a game-deciding play. There were many other ways that Tech could have won this game. It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. that that fumble happened uh, when it did. Yeah. Duffy had, had three balls thrown away, so really he was 19 of 30 on the day. Um, averaged 17 yards a catch. The receivers did. Um, wow. Eric Azukanma averaged nearly 23 yards. Dalton Rigdon uh, nearly 20 yards. RJ Turner um, with that 70-yard catch in there averaged almost 40 yards. Um, the offense, besides the slow start, which is so troubling and there's not really something you can point to as what happened. From the second quarter on, did well enough to win the game. Um, it just wasn't... It was that last drive uh, when you took the ball over with about five and a half minutes to go. You needed to respond. TCU had kicked a field goal. You were then down 33-31. Um, you took over the ball and then went three and out. And well said, and he was confident in Wolf to to kick it between the uprights. That's what they were trying to do. They were yep. trying to just get into field goal range. He said he needed to get inside the thirty, and then yeah. Wolf would have split them. Yeah, Sally said it. So that was that was the plan there. But man, they, they I think they had two passes behind the line of scrimmage. Well, they they, they had that one pass deep down the middle of the field. Yeah, on second down. May, yeah. I mean, because I, I wasn't watching the broadcast in the game, I wasn't real up in, into Mike Defee's business. It seems like, I mean, one of the only calls that you probably could have gone and said, hey, you know, I wish would have gotten that one. There was a pass interference that maybe could have been called. Yeah. It seemed like the jersey was being pulled a little bit. The rest of the day, you're like, uh, there wasn't anything egregious besides maybe the targeting taking so long to get called. Yeah. Because um, Gladney, Gladney, you know, murdered Dalton Rigdon. Oh, gosh. Like yeah. his mouthpiece went flying. Got the same exact penalty as Koontz did last week, which, as our, our friend friend of the show, Rob Rowe, pointed out, yeah. seems kind of uh, lopsided. On the defensive side, uh, well, sorry, on the offense, you did turn the ball over twice, the one interception from Duffy on a tipped pass, and then the fumble from Mannix. Defensive side, you did not cause any, any turnovers today, so you were minus on the turnover margin. Yeah. That's one of the, the keys we pointed to. You needed to be positive there. And then once you were positive, you need to turn those into points. You just didn't get any um, interception or fumbles. Max Duggan did not play like the true freshman. He played like the past few weeks. The seven interceptions in three weeks, he didn't throw it to you at all. Um, Adam Beck led the team in tackles this week. Uh, he had 12. And then uh, Rico Jeffers had 11. Uh, and then Xavier Benson had eight. You were noticeably missing... Um, Jordan Brooks, he finished there with four tackles, but he left probably middle of the first quarter and didn't come back the rest of the game. He had re-aggravated the upper body injury, which we think is a shoulder that's been nagging him. He went down late against um, West Virginia. Didn't practice till later in the week this week. Um, gave it a go, and then 
Matt Wells said he, he knew pretty pretty early on that he wasn't going to be able to go the full game. Um, your defensive performance, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the, the TCU stats. Um, held Max Duggan just under 50, or sorry, right around 50% completion, 25 of 42 for 323 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, that you can live with, but you can't live with that plus TCU running the ball 53 times for 226 yards. Um, they didn't average very high on the per yard, um, sorry, per carry. But when they ran the ball 53 times, um, they just ate up a ton of clock. Like, like you were saying, yeah. at the end of the day, almost three to one in, in time of possession. Um, and then they would, they didn't come up empty handed a whole lot, at least not till the second half. They, they would score yeah. in some form or fashion. You know, they got into the red zone seven times, scored six of those seven times. It was just about automatic that they were going to put some sort of points on the board once they got in there. And the, the other thing that you've pointed out too, uh, maybe off air, but it was the fact that yes, Tech was giving up third down conversions, but also what was more frustrating almost was that TCU would get that third down conversion by one yard. So sticks plus one yard. If it was third and eleven, they got twelve. If it was third and eight, they got nine. And a lot of it was on uh, some sort of maybe even a scramble from from a uh, Dugan Duggan or. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Anderson run or, or or something like that. They they were able to uh, really get kind of in a rhythm, even on third down to run the ball, and um, that was uh, kind of excruciating to watch. I think it was Sean Dillon was sitting next to us who had this this crazy terrible stat there for a long time. I think it was the first seven or eight third downs TCU was averaging just under fifteen yards a play on third down. That's that's too much. That's too much. That's too many. The math does not work yeah. in Tech's favor. Um, it's it's one of those strange days where like I don't know. It's, DC was able to run ninety five plays on offense to your fifty five. They ran forty more plays than you did. Um, had a hundred and forty more yards. Um, it's just I, I, yes, it felt like they had the ball a lot. It didn't register to me watching the game. They ran 40 more plays than you did. Um, I mean, there was one one drive that I was like, is, are those real numbers? They had like a 14-play drive that took a minute and a half off the clock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? what is happening? How, how is it even possible? I think there were a couple of times where they, they spiked the ball to stop the clock, but even then, you know, a 10 or 11-play drive that took a minute and a half off. That's just ridiculous. You didn't get off the field on third down, like you said. Um, this site is taking super. What are you trying to look at? Um, you had mentioned third downs. TCU finished the day fifteen of twenty-four. I mean, good thing is you you forced them into twenty-four four, twenty-four third downs. Bad bad news is they completed. It converted, what's that, 67% of them? Sure. Um, you were 5 of 11 on third down. 
both teams, once they got in the red zone, were pretty automatic. TCU went six of, six of seven. Texas Tech went two for two. Um, nobody went forward and fourth down. There weren't really any egregious penalties called. There was seven on TCU. Yeah, that one targeting was probably the worst one. Oh, I meant like it wasn't like it racked up 10 or 12 penalties. Oh, sure, yeah. Texas Tech had five. Relatively clean game. Yeah. Penalty-wise. Um, DCU did, did have that fumble in that first drive. They were able to, to recover it. That was the only time they put the ball on the turf um, or threw an interception, obviously, because they didn't throw any interceptions. Special teams, like we said, I mean, you had that one missed extra point. You're, Couple you're, Carter had a rough day on, uh, you know, on covering the kick, ran into the the uh, the punt returner one day, or and then you know came out of the came out of the end zone on a play, hesitated like at the one, tried to go back. I was like, no, we got to go. Yep, can't come, can't go back in. Got to the thirteen and then got got called for a block in the back, so I got moved back to the seven. Yeah. Um, and that drive went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it, they might have gotten a first down, but I don't think it went anywhere after that. You, you punted the ball four times with a 46-yard average. TCU punted five times for a 36-yard average. Um, everybody was perfect on field goals. You had one good punt return from Chuck Snowapico. Um, I'm trying to think anything else on special teams. Nothing that stood out beyond that. Yeah. Um, so before we get into your questions wanted to ask you guys guys what's up do you remember the days when you were always ready to go well if you do and that's no longer the case now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Ah, arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and my phone just blacked out. But since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code armchair. You just pay the $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code armchair, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Perfect segue to questions. Perfect. Are y'all, are y'all ready for some questions now? We've, we've got some... We've, we've got, got some questions this time, and I actually... Quite not, a bit. Not forgetting to check. No, because I'm here. I, I got to keep you honest on I the know. questions, man. Our, our people, they need to hear... We've missed Michael the past couple of weeks. Need to hear what we say. All right. uh, You got him pulled up? I've got the Twitter trying to load. Let me just start with Raider to Reset, man. I can honestly say I'm not disappointed with this loss. Showed tremendous heart to battle back from 24-3 without the best backer in the Big 12. I would say I am a little disappointed because I think... I'm still disappointed with the loss, but... 
what you said is exactly true. They did show tremendous heart to battle back down that far in the first half. I mean, that early and all of this without Jordan Brooks, um, you know, of course, the the defense stepped up elsewhere. You know, Jeffers and Beck really had great games, as we pointed out. But I am disappointed in this loss. It was a home game. It was a team that had the same record as Tech. It was a, a battle for seventh place in the Big 12. And it was a, a team that went toe-to-toe with Baylor last week. And Tech did the same thing, uh, you know, six weeks ago. So I, I am a little dis- – not a little. I am disappointed with this loss. I thought – uh, Tech was the better team and, and should have won today. I think once you got back, once you stopped them scoring touchdowns, you know, early into the second quarter, a, a game was yours. Um, you you had some times when you were a little inefficient on offense, um, and then just a couple of like weird, fluky plays that kept you out of uh, from finishing the game. Um, and it, it's it's one of those things where I think after the first quarter, I turned to Michael. I was like, Hey, can we go home? Um, <laughs> we had obligations. We have to stick around. But then, because of that, I was I was ready to kind of write write this game off. Tech Tech battles back, t- takes the lead a couple times there late in the game. Obviously, I thought you had the chance and opportunity to win the game, and then when you end up not, so I, I think that's where I'm most disappointed in this game. Um, Final four with Matador says we are struggling on third down, offense and defense. Any update on Rigdon and Brooks is appreciated. So we didn't get any update on Rigdon. Um, yeah, because Wells like didn't actually was, know anything at the time yeah, he, he was asked. Rigdon walking off the field looked pretty woozy. Brooks, like we said, is a re-aggravation of the upper body injury that he was limited in practice this week. I assume it's the same. Um, he may or may not play this upcoming weekend. Depends on how this week in practice goes. And yeah, I'm sorry, and I wanted to. I didn't know if you no, you're covered the offense uh, on third down. Tech was five for eleven on offense, so that. Wasn't terrible, you know. You're shooting for fifty percent, forty five. Yeah, it's just kind of right there, but it probably felt worse than it was. To yeah, be honest, sure. I think because of how how good TCU was on converting their own third down, you felt the pressure. Yeah, that you need to be keeping pace, and you didn't. Yep. Amy Nelson says, "I'm disappointed in the play calling. Defensive timeouts in the first half served no purpose, but giving TCU time to script their plays downfield." Going for two the second time was a waste. Get the point. Really unhappy with the offensive play calling all around. I wasn't as disheartened, Amy. It did it did give uh, Duffy a chance to throw down the field some more today. We got to see his speed. Uh, that may have just been because the play completely broke down, and that was his only option on a couple of those. Um, he had a 14-yard scamper that sure felt a lot longer because he evaded, I think, 17 tackles. But it was... There were a lot less screens. I don't know. I don't want to give Yost any excuses, but they just got down so fast that I think they had to kind of throw everything out the window. And they were they were completely unable to rely on the run game, which that sure does make it hard to win a football game if they know that you're not going to hand it off. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about those Lady Raiders playing the real football? Yeah. How about the the Lady Raiders soccer team that won Friday night? Not only did they go into overtime with Pepperdine, they went into penalty kicks and advanced on the very last kick possible with a true freshman goalkeeper, Madison White, saving to send the Lady Raiders into the second round. True freshman goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, we we mentioned that on the on the countdown kickoff today. That's you, you 
you kind of could write a script and that's yeah. about what you would come out with for a, a, a high intact ugh. words too too far next question kyle lang hate to lose the way we did but i've definitely seen progress this year i would agree on both those points like the way the team keeps fighting yeah because when you're down 24 to 3 i think kingsbury you're that team's done yeah they pack it up i think we're heading in the right direction back to kyle we're a few plays away from being a seven wins team for the season. Yeah, I would agree. I think there was a play uh, at Baylor you could look to. Probably a couple of plays today you could look to. There's two games. Kansas, um, of course. Kansas on the on the, the blocked field goal. That's three games. You could be seven and, and three right now. Um, yeah, it, it would feel a lot different than it does right now. It sure would. Uh, Iowa State may go differently, although that, that was more than just a couple of good plays in that one. But that was another one you clawed back into mm-hmm. after just yeah. <laughs> allowing him to walk all over you the first quarter. Tyler Timmons, why go for two so early? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think hindsight here, you were chasing points too soon. Um, and then with, with how the scoring, the rest of the game, how that played out, I think you were going to be just fine had you gone for the extra point uh, both of those times. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I would agree, but again, we've got the, the benefit of hindsight here. Sure. Favorite Chick-fil-A dipping sauce? I like I like uh, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce is pretty good. I like buffalo anywhere, but they, they have a pretty good buffalo sauce. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hillary Huffman, she's replying to Kyle and says she 100% agrees. We we may have seen uh, Hillary. I think, yeah. Hillary, if you're listening, I think we saw you. We were leaving the post-game press conference. We were in between the stadium and the the indoor practice facility. I think we crossed paths. Maybe. Who knows? Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Fabio Naldino says, Fry looks lo- looks lost at safety. He basically disappeared. I only remember him when he's being beat deep. Um, there was one play uh, in defense where he, he broke up that pass in the end zone. Right. Um, that I remember specifically. Coverage-wise, because I wasn't watching on TV, I wasn't really seeing who was responsible for some of the deeper passes. It may have been Fry. Um, no logic in our head coach decisions. You can't get paid millions to make simple football decisions during a game and go for two the rest of the game because of a missed extra point. I think we kind of t- touched on that. Yeah, that already. seemed to be. And, and that was something that Wells covered. He, I think he kind of regrets it too, to be honest with you, the way it sounded. Seth Swearingen, disappointing loss and, un- and questionable play calling at times, but also beat up and injured. All that to say, making a bowl game looks pretty bleak now. But girls will be tuning in next couple of weeks and cheering them on. Sure. Us too. Um, we'll be there this weekend against yep. Kansas State. Whenever that time is announced, which is going to look closer and closer to be an 11 a.m. kick, we'll see what the powers that be determine probably Sunday, uh, given the six-day window. Um, yeah, making a bowl game, you're obviously need to win out. Your last two games, today was your most winnable game, according to a lot of the statistical models. Um, and then you got the road trip to, to Texas to end the season. Uh, it's not impossible, obviously. Um, Cards are stacked against you. And it, even if you do go 5-7, and seven, you, there is still an outside shot of making a bowl game. Um, Hocut did say it's kind of iffy whether or not you, know, you want to kind of accept that 5-7 and seven invitation, but and as we're recording this, Texas is ahead 21-20 in the fourth quarter against Iowa State. And, and West Virginia is up 24-20 in the fourth quarter against Kansas State. So who knows? Who knows what 
what could uh, unfold by the time we're done recording. Tristan McGonigal says, tired of dropping home games. It's hard to get the support the program needs when you aren't giving your town enough to cheer for. We're always on the wrong side of close games. Um, yeah, uh, Matt Wells' one-score game record at home wasn't all that great. It was 5-3, and three, now 5-4, and four, and he's 7-19 and 19 in those games. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this with – we actually met up with Seth um, from Staking the Plains. He and his family are in town. We were chatting with him for a little bit after the game. And we mentioned that some of the younger generations of, of Texas Tech fans, like they have not ever seen a good football program. They don't know what it looks like. Right. Um, it's it's easy to a, check out. There's probably been a couple of generations of Tech students that haven't seen a good Tech football program. So it's hard to get students involved when it was back to when I was in school, when it, when I caught the very end of the last one. That was, that's been 10, 12 years. Yeah. Right at it. Um, there, there's been two or three classes come through and graduate the last time Tech had any major success in football. All right, that'll do it for the questions. We will be back to do a preview episode for the Kansas State Wildcats. Michael, do you have any parting shots for us? No real parting shots this week, aside from uh, I really... I mean, depending upon what happens on those two games I just gave the score of... uh, I really think there's a good chance Tech's going to finish the year four and eight, and I hope I'm wrong. But it's, it's hard to disagree with that. It's, what we're it's hard to disagree right now. All right, we will be back next week with the preview episode for Kansas. Till then, thanks for listening to Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.